This is post-game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we'll get right into it here. That was, in my opinion, probably the worst game we've played this playoff run. I think, like, basically all around from defense to offense. Just just run the gamut on it. That Good was, night, everyone. That was a, uh, I think that's a wash, that one. I, you know, I... I was telling Jesse, like, with around 10 minutes left in the third, like, I, I, I knew this one wasn't going to go our way unless there was, like, literally a miracle. But it didn't have, you know, there's been some miracle games for us this this uh, this playoffs, but you can kind of tell something was brewing around that 15-minute mark in the third, whereas here we, you know, we had zero shots in the third period up until the nine-minute mark, and it just didn't look like it was going our way. I just wanted us to get at least one more just to kind of cut this momentum uh, but it kind of, you know, worst case scenario, we put them on the power play with two minutes left and, uh, you know, five on three at one point. And with a team that can cycle the puck like this, like, it, you know, it's almost one in three of their power plays uh, are going to lead to a goal. So, you know, we can't do this every night. What are your thoughts? Um, first of all, what do you start with here? I, I think the number one thing for me is you, you can't allow for the entire middle of the ice to belong to the other team yeah. on all three parts of the ice. We couldn't get in front of Vasilevsky. We couldn't cut up the middle in terms of entering the zone. And I think they must have had, you know, half of their shots come from between the hash marks. We let Car- we just left Carey Price tonight on yeah. his own. I think that was that's probably my number one concern. Like, obviously, a lot of guys forward-wise didn't show up, but what was the root of the issue, I think, was our defense just did not play tonight. No, like, they, didn't, just they just didn't come with the same kind of ferocity. Um, look, a couple of the goals very quickly. When the puck's in the air, it's easy to say now, but I'm saying, like, Sherrod, just let that puck go by. That's not a scoring yeah. chance. The only thing that can happen is you can catch it and put it down in the slot. Like, best-case yeah. scenario, he's blocking it and putting it right in front of Carey Price. But, ne- yeah, or he punches it top shelf. Exactly, that's to, what I mean. Uh, I was the, it's, it's like his, the best he was hoping for was to just lay the puck in the slot for someone. It didn't make any sense. And I understand it's reactionary, but just, like, just get out of the way. Yeah, and then, you know, I understand they're trying to not draw penalties, but you can't leave guys like Raiden Point and Stamkos right in the slot. Like, yeah. it's just insane. It's like they... Honestly, the game should have been a lot more than 5-1. Like, the yeah. game should have been 7-1, probably. Yeah, and like, um, we got away with a few killing some uh, penalties that I think came down to just bad passing on Tampa's part, almost. Yeah. We said in the uh, pregame, uh, the season preview, you can't put this team on the power play. How many penalties did we take? Four? Yeah, four and, like, four. undisciplined. And and, yeah, exactly. And look, whether or not you agree with them, Kotkaniemi took a bad penalty... Whether or not you agree that Edmondson took a bad penalty. And yeah, you know what? This is a Habs podcast. I have to say, those weren't penalties. And the fact that they came in the last five minutes of the game really showed that uh, it was to settle down the game and basically get it done. Don't want anyone taking any stupid, like, Mark Shifley-level goal uh, yeah. penalties. But penalty's a penalty in the end. You just you can't do it. Yeah. Um, you need to capitalize on your chances. We had two power plays that did Ugh. literally nothing. And not even, like... You know, just not getting a goal. Like, there's no opportunity. Like, it's just, it was that, you know, March, month of March-esque kind of power play where we we bring it in, we get stopped at the ringette line or just above it, 
They throw it back down. We cycle it around. Jeff Petrie picks the puck up. We wait for everyone to get set up. 20 seconds goes by. You know, Suzuki brings it into the just past the blue line, coughs it up, down it goes again. Yeah. Toffoli does it, rinse and repeat, and then it's over. And then one chance in front of the net that results in Gallagher with a head trauma. Yeah. I Again, that's another one of those I'll say in favor of Tampa Bay. Um, wrong guy got the penalty. Yeah. But I think they... The, I read the lips of the ref when he was talking to Perry. He was saying they gave it to the guy that took his helmet off. Okay, so I guess. I like I, I it should have been Serge Kev, but like uh, I like at least there was a. Penalty. Yeah, at least there was. I'm just saying it's just, just I'd much rather him yeah, than uh, Goodrow. Um, honestly, yeah, exactly. But really breaking it down, forwards didn't show up. I mean, no. Sherratt scored, but the forwards really didn't show up. That goal was a fluke. I think the, that was a shutout, realistically. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know what the definitely wasn't the last goal because it was on a power play. So that means the Suzuki Caulfield line and Toffoli were a minus three. Yep, there you go. And they got a bad matchup the whole night, but they have to do their job either way. Yeah, that they have to be quicker on that change. Like, yeah. You know, like I. Well, there's just a lot of sloppiness tonight. Um, let's hope it's a write-off and it's just they come to play with a little more. Uh, intensity and a little more of their game. It starts with the defense, and now I I see what happened with New York a lot. It's like, New York's not a gifted offensive team, but their offense really slowed down against Tampa, and I I guess what it is is that Tampa's offense being so potent, it forces guys to play really defensive Yeah, they have to play all five back for sure. You just can't keep guys up. But the problem was, though, is that yeah, our our forwards were back checking very well, but we had a terrible defensive game. Yeah, like I, I think Petrie was in the clouds. Well, yeah, Chirot, Petrie just getting even though more he scored, of I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't really his goal. I mean, no, like, exactly. bounced off two skates. Sherrod had a terrible game. Yeah, no one. Weber was below average, but better of the four. No one played well. And Edmondson was the average. Gustafson was a big problem. Gustafson, that's all. A lot of that issues. Honestly, just we, we need to just get everything back in line. It starts from the back end with this team. Don't start doing this now where you're going to try and outscore Tampa Bay. Do you find you can tell almost immediately how we're going to play yes, that based on right the away. first pass? Right away. The first pass. We either have passes that are like lasers tape to tape, yeah. or we have these flutter passes. I saw two specifically. One was from uh, Petrie, and one was from Evans. That the guys are passing the puck about 10 feet in front of the other person. It doesn't, especially Evans was, I'll give it to him because he's, he's kind of rusty, but the idea is, like, you can't start putting passes for Corey Perry, like, dump, essentially dump and chase passes, because, like, he's not got his legs like that. The guy's 36, like, they play a cycle game. I'm really hoping Armia can jump back in, just because... The dynamic of that line got all fucked up, basically. Yeah. I could tell Stahl, too, was getting frustrated. Yeah, because they'd go yeah. to make a play, and Evans isn't down there where Armia would be, and yeah. just, like, little things he like that. Keep it, and, you know, I, we were talking about this the other day. It's like, he, he can't... He, he's not a replacement for Armia. And, like, be honest, no one is on this team. But the thing is, is it's uh, it's tough when he can't even play in the same zone. Yeah. Like, he can't play below the goal line. That's nothing against Jake Evans. It's against his size. I mean, yeah. Like, he can't take those hits from Chernak and stuff like that, right? So, like... But so we just need to get mean. We need to get aggressive. And, again, we need to own the middle of the ice because that's our whole game. Yeah. If they do that to us, and like, we're not we're not going to score five goals a night, period. But no. the idea is, like, you you can... 
genuinely assume Carey Price will let in one goal all game if you just clear the front of the net. Yeah, if we don't give them slot chances for half their shots, because, yeah. look, they had 24 shots, okay? And at least 12 At came. least 12 were, like, extremely high danger chances. Yeah. Like, it, you can't have this happening. No, and, and like, he made at least three, like, guaranteed goal saves. He yeah. did one on Stamkos, one on Tyler Johnson, and I believe one on Hedman. Yeah, and then, you got, then, you got, then you got one punched in from Sherrod. <laughs> yeah, but but this, is, this is the thing, right? Is if you look at each goal kind of as its own thing, not only would this have been a lot closer of a game if we just did different... Like, it wasn't goalie mechanics that was the issue. So the first goal there, you know, that's the only one where Carey Price just needs to save that. Yeah. And the fifth one, I'm not even going to pretend like that that was a full effort slide because... You know, 30 seconds left on the power play, 48 seconds. Price is going through the motions. He doesn't need to go extend his groin and pull it, trying to save a stand no, And he also, like, let's be realistic here. If we lose this series, it's not going to be because of No, we absolutely, absolutely not. Like, and also, if you if anyone out there thinks that Carey Price actually gives a fuck about his save percentage, yeah, exactly. you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Look at his regular season and tell me if he cares. Yeah, so, like... If you think that with 30 seconds left, he's going to make a diving save like that when everyone on the ice has given up, the yeah. score is 4-1. Like, let's get real here. His mind's on the next game, and yeah. so is everyone else's on the bench. You can already see there. We're looking at the iPads. It's it's all over. You guys, we have to just move on and uh, put this game behind us, and hopefully, you know, I'm... I'm I'm confident that this was a feeling out game, kind of how I felt going into game one of Winnipeg. Obviously, Winnipeg didn't turn out that way, but mm-hmm. I felt going into Winnipeg, you know, coming out of Toronto, it was such an emotional-filled series that I was worried that we were going to have a bit of a lull, and I think it's a very similar thing coming out of Vegas. It's put like it, Put it this way, too. Vegas lost to Colorado 8-1 to or 8 nothing, mm-hmm. and came back to win the series. One, it's... This is the thing about it. One game does not define the series. It can build momentum if we allow it to. But again, you win one nothing, you get one game. You get win five one, you will yeah. get one game. Let's go into the next one. Steal home ice home away from them. Home ice away from them. This is the consequence of doing these after the game. <laughs> Why is it at eight p.m. again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're There's doing. There's no reason. It's the same time zone. I know. It's I, I have no I, I couldn't tell you. And like they're all <laughs> eight p.m. except for a potential game also, seven. Did you notice that there was a commercial every five seconds? No, I, this is something I like. I just need to briefly touch on. <laughs> there's a there's a, the there's a critical point in terms of my interest in the product and my resentment to the product. Yeah. So like, and they've crossed the line. Yeah, I, I understand it. having seen the ad zero times, seeing it once would now inform me of the product they're selling. Yeah. But if I see it every five minutes when I just want to watch the fucking hockey game, <laughs> I but no, I no, promise no. you I'll avoid every product. I don't know if this it. is a surprise or not to TSN, but I'd be willing to you know come on board as a marketing consultant, but. You know, being a 25-year-old man, I've actually heard of Coca-Cola before. <laughs> so I don't need to watch their commercial every five and, seconds. And I really don't think brands like Jägermeister need commercials. I also, if you want Jägermeister, you've had Jägermeister. I also can't get a fucking Coca-Cola at 11 p.m., so turn the ad off. 
Seriously. No, like, it's exactly that. Also, but yeah, now, now look. It kills the momentum of the game. Rob, Rob and I aren't big drinkers, but now, like, how much are you craving Jägermeister? <laughs> Zero. Zero, exactly. Yeah. How much were you craving it before seeing their $10 million ad? Actually, now I'm at, like, negative. Yeah, because exactly. Because their goddamn ad pisses me off and so much. Especially since with the, the NHL app, yeah. it's uh, the same three ads on repeat. Honestly. And As you guys can tell, there's a lot to discuss about the game. <laughs> it's just nothing. It was one of those games where it's it like, was a nothing game with a nothing offense, a nothing defense, yeah. and a nothing performance. Like no one particularly played even average. Like everyone had a lull game tonight. Yeah. All the way down to like Perry, which is very yeah, very Perry unusual. He's strong. usually always. A... I, you expect more from Byron. You expect more from everyone. The only the you know what the only guy I'll say who had three guys had a. Okay, game tonight. And like an it was like an Indiana Gallagher. Yeah, it's the only three that came to sort of play. They all looked like they were playing hard, and then yeah. it's just we need to, from a coaching perspective, fix those matchups a little bit because, like, yeah, they have they've they have a final uh, change, but like we need to get through that. I mean, like it, it's part of the game. I mean, like if they like, if you don't get the perfect you're, matchup, waste, you're not going to win. If you're wasting Philip Dano and Yanni Gord, okay, we'll lose the series. Well, yeah, right? like. As soon as they drop the puck, if Dano wins it, right off the ice. Yeah. Wait for point. You know? Because yeah. point Suzuki, that's going to fleece us. Well, yeah. If point's playing against Nick Suzuki, we're going to I think, yeah, one more time, I'm going to fucking lose it. Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> that's a guy I'd love to just ring his bell. Yeah. Oh, I, if I was Edmondson when I took that roughing penalty, I would have let my gloves slip off. Because yeah. I would have cleaned him. He would have been out <laughs> cold on the ice. This would be a rough series, at least. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. The good news is Fat Pat's not doing anything. You know who uh, Chernak looks like? Mm. He looks like the uh, Johnny Depp's character from Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. Um, Grindelwald. Grindelwald, yeah. yeah. We're going to turn this podcast into a uh, more of a fandom podcast. Just get away from the halves from now. They've yeah. broken my heart. <laughs> Talk about the crimes of Grindelwald next week. <laughs> crimes of Grindelwald was what he did to Cockney. Yeah, exactly. Cockney <laughs> ended it that. Yeah. I'd take yeah. him in the offseason, though. Yeah, uh, he's he's a solid defenseman, but yeah. he's not going anywhere. No, but uh, he'd be quite the upgrade from John Merrill. Yeah, you don't say. Yeah. And he's a right-hand shot. Yeah. But anyway, um, we will catch you guys after the second game. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at Habs Puck Drop. We'll see you next time.